0: Welcome in kings, queens, gods, and goddesses. This is your goddess, nazi Fontaine, and welcome to The Green Experience, a sustainability podcast. And I have an amazing professional in the building, Karen Grappi. She is a faculty member at Cabrillo College, and she is also a civil engineer. Karen, how are you doing today? Great awesome awesome so karen i just introduced you as a faculty member at cabrillo college and you're also a civil engineer as well wow give you all the all the praise for being a woman in engineering that's absolutely amazing would you mind telling the audience and myself as well a bit of background about yourself
1: sure i went to public schools all my life and i actually went to west valley College, college and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Uh, So I kind of just took all my general ed and eventually I had a friend's dad help me figure out that I would like engineering because I liked to create things, I liked to build things, I liked to solve problems and figure things out. So I ended up transferring to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo where I got my bachelor's degree in civil engineering. And then I went to work for a bunch of different public counties doing public works projects which are roads and bridges and retaining walls and those kinds of things and then i ended up in santa cruz after a number of years that i went to work for a consulting engineer and then eventually i went back to school to get my master's degree and i went into teaching after that at cabrillo college because i realized that a lot of the ways things were we were things we were having to do Having I mean, to build were, were not done in the, in the best way possible. And at that time, this was uh, quite a number of years ago, there weren't a lot of engineers thinking about sustainability, whereas now the American Society of Civil Engineers has it in their code of ethics that things should be designed sustainably.
0: I know um, you said that um, you're a faculty member at Cabrillo Cabrillo College and that you're creating a a new curriculum there. Would you mind expanding on that,
1: please? Sure. I'm currently creating curriculum related to sustainability. So the first, uh, well, I've I've created some classes that will help uh, students transfer uh, to a four-year school so we have a an action for sustainability class and a, a uh, energy for a sustainable future is a class that I created and taught and then a new class that's just starting next fall is uh, introduction to environmental policy and economics and then these classes are part of a new certificate that we have that'll, that'll be open in the fall, a certificate in sustainability, which is made up primarily of general education classes, um, but they're focused more on sustainability and social justice. So they, any student can take this, any student can take these classes and get this certificate and prepare for their degree whether it's in um, business or kinesiology or art or pretty much anything that uh, the general ed pattern will help them see how sustainability is connected to to every industry and everything we need to do right right so that's the certificate and next next time on to uh, Now I'm working on a degree called um, Sustainability and Environmental Studies, which is an AS degree. And uh, it's not approved yet, and it's just in that process, but we will have that degree um, that will, it'll be like an environment, it's an environmental studies degree. That's the old, I mean, that's the terminology we called it, environmental studies. But a lot of students have expressed I know students that have uh, have changed their major from that because once they start learning about everything that's you know the state of things on, on the planet is it can be very depressing and it was more of an uh, emotional load than some could some could bear and even though they wanted to make changes, uh, I think some students just got bogged down in it so I think that's why that's why sustainability and what what you're doing here nazi is really important because that's we have to have this uh more of a positive outlook about being resilient and how do we deal with this and looking about how we go forward
0: i actually believe that it it starts within i believe it starts with you know self-care self-love taking care of yourself and you know really you know forgiving yourself and that's a that's a big word and I I believe when a person does that you can radiate that energy outwards and you can start and you can start putting on a different lens of okay you know I'm here with other people let me show love to other people let me show love to environment and it makes you want to become a better person it makes you want to you know not throw trash on the ground or it makes you want to if you see plastic on the beach maybe uh put it put it in your bag somewhere you know or it it just makes you want to do better and so i believe that's something in in our society in the western society here in america that we definitely need to encourage more and encourage this in everyone not just in children or, or kids but you know older adults as well and we need to come together and we need to protect this protect this earth you know most definitely
1: yeah I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned love because that's if if we all could feel good about ourselves and then we wouldn't fall into some of the things that are unsustainable, like around us, like buying stuff we don't need or, you know, shopping for fast fashion clothes or if we felt good about ourselves we wouldn't need to do some of the things that we do that, that are unsustainable. And so it wouldn't be like taking something away, it would be like adding something really beautiful to our lives to have a sense of self-actualization or uh, you know, contentment with, with what we have and a sense of wonder about our planet and the processes in the natural world.
0: That reminds me, because you you had mentioned fast fashion, and I was thinking, you know, perhaps an option that someone would have instead of ordering maybe across seas, perhaps... Going to like a local like farmer's market or maybe like a local market and purchasing some goods like for people that make clothing from sustainable materials. That would be like another option, to be honest. So I think it's really just refining some of our like routines that we do to be more sustainable. But then, you know, also to holding people accountable and also these companies as well. We need to start voicing our opinion with our dollars.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And just in investigating, like, why we, why we have to buy stuff? Why do we need all the stuff that we have? I mean, like, have you ever been camping? I love like going on a trip where I'm camping and I, or backpacking or bike. I'm more of a bike tour myself, where you put all the stuff you need on your bike and you, you ride off and You can spend a lot of time with not very much stuff and be totally happy. I mean, I'm actually happier when I'm, uh, you know, out in the wilds and just have a few items and uh, then have a house full of all kinds of stuff. So it's part of our culture. We have to, I think, investigate like some of our our cultural practices and. our economic system that 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 needs you know you listen to the news and they tell you the consumer price index right so are we consumers or are we citizens you know so identifying as a consumer then you're you've got this dilemma of what what to buy what not to buy but if you identify as a citizen then you can live your life in relationship to other people and other creatures and other things rather than um, just like a cog in this wheel of go to work, buy, get more kind of mentality.
0: Since COVID happened, um, the old system or the old way of um, the employment mindset has been shifted a little bit because it has forced people to get back to that way of thinking of being an entrepreneur. Um, a hustler or just you know finding other means of making money and providing for your family being that a lot of people lost jobs or mm-hmm. um, a lot of small businesses went went out of business i wanted to switch gears a little bit because i know um, that you're in the engineering field and you built uh, bridges and roadways previous uh, to me introducing the podcast you had mentioned that um, a lot of the techniques and practices used to make bridges or roadways and structures are not built in the most sustainable way. Karen, would you mind elaborating on that?
1: Sure. Well, the I think the biggest challenge for civil engineers, I mean, it is concrete because uh, civil engineers build stuff out of concrete. Concrete is to what civil engineers, as you know, uh, current is to an electrical engineer. I mean, it's 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 kind of what like what you what you're working with, but. And concrete is a, we know now has a very, very large con- uh, carbon footprint. Um, also, um, some of the work I was doing, you know, involved, um, you know, just development, you know, cutting down trees and putting up buildings. Um, and I was always seeking ways to cut down fewer trees, uh, save trees and, um, things like that and then water in the in, in in those days this has changed a lot with water we used to just you know once you build a building the water doesn't soak into the ground it runs off the roof and so you know you would put in a pipe and that pipe would carry the water to the ocean but then you know you have to dig up dig up the earth and put in miles of pipe piping in um, but that's at least that part has changed to become more sustainable where a lot of water is is put back into the earth to, to join the to rejoin the groundwater. Um, so that's that's one change that's that's happened. But so there is there is potential for um, figuring out better ways better ways to do things um, that are less less destructive and less extractive. I'm not thinking of the earth as just a resource for man to take whatever, you know we want and use it um and it i think there's a there's a a shift in thinking that's necessary too of why ask us why are we doing you know why are we doing this kind of thing Um, and is there a better way to do it transportation is another field in civil engineering where there are so many um, exciting gains to be made instead of building highways like widening highways and building huge highways which we know get clogged up with traffic uh, you know um, transit systems and trains and those kinds of things are much uh, more sustainable ways to go
0: it seems like with civil the materials is one of the problems in civil engineering that civil engineers have let's say you have a four-story building and a commercial area Do you think that would help having like maybe like a green wall, um, some solar panels on the roofing and maybe having some sort of waterway that's being that can be recycled within a building? Do you think like having those types of systems in commercial building will make things more sustainable?
1: Absolutely. I think thinking about new ways to do things is really, really helpful. I mean, there was there's the there's the. Uh, leadership and environmental design the lead um, system that rates buildings for sustainability um, and then beyond lead there's 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 net zero energy buildings being built or um, so buildings that, that don't take anything in any energy from the outside they generate all the energy they need there's buildings now that 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 process their own sewage uh, and recycle the water. Um, so I think doing all these, if buildings could do all those things, we would save a lot of environmental impact. So for example, if your building can reprocess the waste that in that building right there, you don't have to send it to a huge sewage treatment plant and then you don't have to pump gallons and gallons out into the ocean. Right, and an outfall, which is what we do here in Santa Cruz. And so if, if every building could do that, then you would save like all those pipes and all those pumps and all the energy. So that principle is, is one of decentralizing things. So if you decentralize your energy, you don't have to have Moss Landing power plant burning uh, natural gas to provide electricity for a whole bunch of people everybody's electricity is created right where they are and it's a lot it's a lot more efficient in some ways and you have a lot more control over your power you know if there was if there was something when the power goes out over there it doesn't have to go out over here it's these new these distributed energy grids are made and you could do that with sewage too and you could do it with water also so those are things that would, I think, uh, that are happening in the, in the future will make our, our cities more sustainable. Here in Santa Cruz, our sewage goes uh, to a plant and it's treated and pumped into the ocean. Um, the, the, the next wastewater treatment plant down the road from Watsonville, their wastewater is recycled and it's used in certain agriculture. So it's treated and it's used to water crops like it's used on artichokes and things like that where the the wastewater doesn't touch the plant but eventually and this is because in some sewage treatment plants i I imagine do groundwater recharge where they put the water back into the ground some discharge into rivers if you're not near the ocean the future in california the, the direction we are going in california is to have the wastewater processed and then become drinking water and this is this is already being done in certain places in Southern California where water is uh, water is scarce, and so through technology, it's entirely possible to to clean water to a level um, cleaner than a well, for example, to clean your wastewater uh, so that you can so that you can just drink it. And, because of climate change and water issues, that's the future, and so we have to kind of change our thinking about things a little bit to 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 be able to do that. But um, there are already, I think there's a brewery somewhere in Europe where they 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 pipe the water from the wastewater treatment plant into the brewery and they make beer with it. And
0: Let's say you have a plot of land, and let's say you have, um, I would just say an oak tree. A- four foot um 10 foot tall oak tree so usually the process is why you would um, cut down the oak tree um or you can build around the oak tree but i guess there's places in germany where they actually like the oak tree is actually like a part of the house like ah. it's actually like a part of the
1: structure very cool yeah that sounds very cool I, i've always wanted to live in a tree personally yeah, building a tree house would be I think, a fabulous idea Um, we have a lot of codes we have a lot of rules um, about how we build things and mostly they're they're set on keeping people safe Um, and so they have they have been changing some of them to allow for different kinds of construction Um, but the way our country is set up is yeah we have we have regulations, so we need creative people to figure out like how to meet those regulations and uh, you know have a tree in the middle of their house.
0: To me, it would make sense instead of cutting down this tree that it takes years to grow trees. I would just think that as a society, we would just be less prone to touching the trees. We
1: have to change the way we think about things, like and, and our language, so we use the language. Of natural resources so trees are considered natural resources so when we call them resources we're saying that's something that we could take that's something that we need rather than looking at a, 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 at a giant oak tree and saying wow that oak tree has been here much longer than I have that oak tree maybe has knowledge that I will never understand that oak tree is a being that I should respect and leave where it is you know so it's just a shift of uh thinking of how we think about things and who we are in relationship to um, natural and and human-built
0: systems i was uh listening in on a talk uh with elon musk and some people were asking questions about um you know, him going to Mars and just some very um, basic rudimentary um, topics. But one thing, uh, oh, they actually um, talked about the Neuralink and he was talking about communication and frequencies and things of that nature. He had mentioned something that was very interesting. He was saying that um, something along the lines I'm paraphrasing here, he was saying that trees communicate um, between each yeah. other. And he, and he was saying that the thing about it, he was like, uh, humans communicate at a much faster frequency than trees, but he was like trees communicate on a slower frequency. And just him saying that and being aware of that, I'm just like, wow, that's, that's really cool to just hear him, you know, talk about that and also recognize the fact that yes, like plants, animals, they do communicate. and just because they don't communicate the way that we do. It doesn't mean that they're less important.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, trees take care of each other. Like if a tree uh, in the forest is attacked by insects, then the other trees can communicate. Like, oh, you know, you need to make more of this hormone because this insect was there. And then they can, through their roots, they can actually send them um, nourishment, nutrients um, to the to the tree that's ailing. So the the trees are. We don't think of them as related. We don't understand know some of these systems from our our human centric uh, points of view but I think as we learn more about that it it will ma- it will give us more reverence um, for for trees and and all of the other creatures all of the other creatures are they're talking to the to each other themselves they communicate and they can communicate with us if we you know open ourselves to that
0: if anyone wants to contact you or get in touch with you, uh, would you please tell them um, if you feel comfortable your contact information, um, if they wanted to reach out?
1: Sure, Um, my my email is K-A-G-R-O-P-P as in ping pong, I. K-A-G-R-O-P-P-I at cabrillo.edu is my email and that's probably the best way to
0: contact me thank you Karen so much for your time and your energy I learned so much talking with you and I'm going to reach out again for sure to definitely have some more sustainability talks because I definitely have more deep questions for you as far as like structures and how that's being built but I'll definitely say that for another time
1: okay (laughs) Yeah, I'm really, I'm really grateful to you for, you know, inviting me and for this lovely conversation that's like taken us down a whole bunch of different roads, everything from sewage to, you know, sustainability and trees. And it's, it's all connected. I guess that's how I'd like to finish with saying like that uh, sustainability is really about, it's about relationships and it's about the connections between the trees and us and the roads and the bridges and and all of it and so um, i hope we all continue thinking about it and ask more questions
0: so audience you heard it from karen everything stays connected so definitely connect with your loved ones connect with yourself connect with your culture connect with your energy connect with the environment and let's create a more sustainable planet for future generations and most definitely stay connected with The Green Experience, a sustainability podcast.